0: Oh, come on, Grim, don't start. Look, you're not still sore because I didn't fall
1: for the Princess of Glowerhaven, are you? <laughs> oh, Eric, it isn't me alone. The entire kingdom wants to see you happily settled down with the right girl. Oh, she's out there somewhere. I just... I just haven't found her yet. Oh, well, perhaps you haven't been looking hard enough. Oh, believe me, Grim, when I find her, I'll know. Without a doubt, it'll just... Bam! Hit me. Like lightning. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about, um, I think, one of like the most iconic uh, areas of internet dating, which is Craigslist's uh, Missed Connections section. Yes,
0: I am Nama Cates, and you are? Catherine D. And we met online. We actually did. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, misconnections. I I didn't know that it was I mean, until you sent me an article to read that it actually started with Craigslist. I guess I didn't really I wasn't an an adult or even a teenager, I guess, in a world without Craigslist. So I wouldn't know. But I, I think the first time I ever read a misconnection uh section was when I lived in New York City in the Village Voice, like in the in the back. And I just kind of assumed it was a long time feature of the paper.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, so I think Craigslist brought it to the internet, but it had been around um in different different iterations as like a feature of personal ads. Um I think it goes back to a once seen ad and that's, that's what, that's what they were called. Right. Like, so I, you know, I saw you once um, yeah. in a, in a British newspaper called the Tatler uh, in the 1700s. Um, and then from there, it there's, there's been sort of different versions of it. Um, you know, that like, so like, I think subway crushes, or like I saw you on the Metro or something is one of them. Um, I believe. um there was a version of it on the Minitel, which was like a French proto-internet. Um, mm-hmm. and then throughout different like local newspapers. Um, but it, you know, thinking about the Craigslist misconnections section really sort of brought into sharp relief for me. Like it makes a lot of sense in like a local weekly or you know, daily newspaper. It's it, you're getting into some kind of delusional territory once you are uh mm-hmm. Posting it on Craigslist. Right.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean somewhere like in a place like New York City, I feel like it's also a little bit what what are the odds? I guess some people actually meet that way and I think most of them are are serious when they write them, but it does have the feel even even in a place like New York City of kind of a fantasist, like the way that I feel a lot of a lot of internet, you know. Communities are, which I want to get into that whole idea and how it sort of relates to the misconnection. Um, but yeah, you're right. In, in a In a smaller community, it's it makes a little bit more sense.
1: Yeah, you know, it's so it's so interesting. So it start it started in 2000, um, which, if I'm remembering Craigslist my Craigslist history correctly, I think Craigslist started. In the late nineties, I have yeah, like nineteen
0: ninety eight, I think.
1: Yeah, I I was gonna. I have a Craigslist Bible. I was gonna open up, but let's let's go with nineteen ninety eight. So it <laughs> starts in two thousand, and the CEO, um Jim Buckmaster, it was his idea, and it's because when he was looking through the personal ad sections, um there was a lot of like, I saw you on the subway platform, and then you disappeared, and he ca- he noticed this was a pattern, and um you know he's a really interesting guy, and he's sort of like, I don't think flighty is the right word, but he ha- he's He has that, like, air of, uh, like, you know, like, peak Silicon Valley, hippie, Berkeley kind of, like, optimism, right? And he creates Mm -hmm. a section because he keeps seeing these, like, recurring types of ads, you know, misconnections, so they can all go in one place, kind of knowing that it's a long shot. But I think, like, his, like, famous quote about it is, like, well, I believe in long shots, Um, and you know, I, very Silicon Valley. Yeah. And I, so when I first moved to the Bay area, I like, I talked to him for a little bit. I don't think he remembers who I am at all, but, um, I, I talked to him for a little bit. Um, and he is like, he is like that. Like he is very much like, you know, just that he's very Berkeley. Right. Um, so it's no, um, it's no, it's no surprise that it it comes out in all of these very interesting ways through the website.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point. It has, um, it has this sort of optimistic throwback slash futurist feel of tech utopian bringing people together.
1: Yeah, um, you know, misconnections in particular really has that vibe um, of sort of just like, well, whatever happens, happens. Uh, and you know, I feel like sort of the you know not to go too much on a Craigslist tangent, but like the tragedy of Craigslist is I feel like it's almost like blithely unaware of like you know what it thinks it's projecting and then like how people receive it. There's always been this sort of like s- like sinister read of Craigslist and this sense of danger and taboo because it's so unmanicured. But my sense has always been like for the developers and for the team, the like unmanicured sort of DIY vibe it's giving off is meant to is 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 meant to yeah and then other people like if you to engender trust like craigslist on youtube or something you get like hundreds of results for like scariest craigslist stories and like at a time it was like a trend on reddit too right like you know people loved to hear like you know morbid craigslist tales even misconnections right like there there was it, it really had a moment um if a little bit after its launch in like 2005 to 2009 where everyone was super into it it was like a really interesting curio people were writing these beautiful think pieces about them creating art there was a short documentary by Mary um Robertson there was spin off sites um hismeat.com in 2006 subwaycrush.com in 2008 and then i saw you um i think also 2006 it's the only one that's still active it's the weirdest thing i've seen in the world cuz it's global um, But then, like, suddenly everyone's creeped, like, that ends, and then suddenly everyone's creeped out by it. (laughs) Like, oh, this is weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, I think they're, yeah, because they they didn't really experience it. For previous generations, like, boomers, it was always like, you know, really? You're going to just meet someone online? You're going to just meet someone off of Craigslist? It seemed very scary, but my experience of Craigslist was actually always pretty positive i used it a lot for everything like especially renting apartments and stuff like that and it was always fine i think the fact that there are relatively few horror stories about you know craigslist killers and things like that i mean there may be many but considering how many people used it without that result is
1: pretty successful you know i think this sort of brings up like an interesting contradiction like i feel like there was a the more transparent we became online, um, the more these sort of horror stories started to happen, but the less they seem to be present in the conversation ar- around the internet. Whereas when the internet had like simpler UX and was a little bit more mysterious, it was so much easier to create these urban legends around it. And I feel like because Craigslist was so simple and it was so like light on images and light on photos, um... It, it was a very easy canvas for people to project on. Um, and it was like, it, you know, it's it depend. it was, a, you know, obviously dependent on your vantage point, but um, all that blank space just made it sort of like the perfect medium for people to imagine things, right? Like, um, and, you know, for better or for worse, like misconnections, as we were saying earlier itself is like an expression of fantasy.
0: Yes. And you know you were talking about how art pieces were created about it, and often it was kind of like a found art thing where they just used actual missed connections because a lot of them were very dramatic or romantic or funny and I find that that's that's one of the things that's the most kind of interesting that i'm I can connect to the most on this topic, and maybe for you too is all of these stories about internet relationships and just you know life on the internet which we're both so drawn to I think are rooted in an element of fantasy and also an element of kind of a literary talent like people using words and using language in a particular way to represent themselves to connect with other people you know to to build a whole life and that's kind of what really draws me to a lot of these stories.
1: Yeah. There's like, there's so much more like world building involved. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's, that's true of that whole era of the internet, right? Like, you know, the, the dating sites people used were like really heavy on like filling out profiles and being able to present yourself in text. Um, And I mean, even the, the person the you know, the non-misconnection personal ads on Craigslist, like, it was an opportunity for people to it to you know to to show their soul kind of and you and and that you know went but like sometimes you'd have these like very moving you know posts but other times you know the flip side is that it's like not everyone's good at showing themselves in that way and there's so much cringe Um, and there's like such a source of like right humor (laughs) and delight
0: (laughs) yeah but I I think also like it's cringe for some people and then not for some people and the people that find it uh cringe won't be the ones that are uh, people will be drawn to whoever is kind of vibrating at their frequency through their words you know so for me something might be very cringy but uh someone else might find it very sweet and moving and it's just like very different levels of all of that so for people to connect that way i think is is interesting and it's still it's still done i mean i feel like most of the connections that people make is still it, even though it gets sort of sleazier and a lot more visual, you know, there's a lot more about like photos now, which I think completely changed the nature of this medium. Um, there's still, there's still a lot. I mean, I feel like the, the, the strong connections that happened and the romantic ones that happened through the misconnections were, were about this, you know, someone's, poetic the poetry of someone's soul speaking so to you
1: you know what you know what's a question i had when like reading about misconnections and how you know and how they manifested at their peak and, and also like what their legacy is is like how often did these types of ads or how often do these types of ads because you know you'll find that they they've had like second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, depending on when you count to the birth yeah. lives on TikTok and Instagram and even Facebook. Um, like, did they attract the, you know, the quote unquote wrong person? Not wrong in the sense that, um, you know, the it wasn't a good match, but wrong in the sense like it wasn't the person they had in mind. And like how much of the misconnection is not actually trying to telegraph to a specific person, but more using a specific person as a proxy to, to describe what you're looking for, which actually is like sort of an interesting strategy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I have to imagine that it's more that than, I mean, it, it seems to me like it would be that a little bit more than people ever really get into. People seem to take them at face value as if this really was about, The person that was sitting on the train that, you know, moved their hair a certain way and their eyes met across the whatever. (laughs) And they really want to connect with that person. But I feel like a lot of it has to be what you're describing either a way to telegraph one's own desire and one's own romantic ideals. And even to advertise themselves as a writer in a way or to just role play, you know, to create a fantasy, whether it attracts anyone as a potential romantic match or not. I think that there's probably for the people that write these something romantic and something kind of satisfying just in doing that. Like it feels like a romantic gesture.
1: I, you know, I think so, too. And um You know, like, one thing I kept seeing, but I didn't really see, like, a great explanation, like, offered as why, um, or offered to why, is, like, that the idea of the misconnection is very important to the queer community, and then, I mean, that seems, Mm -hmm. like, just sort of, like, one of these things, like, you know, astrology is important to the queer community, like, I don't doubt that it's true, but it's, like, there's no reason why it should be special to them, but I think it's because the personality type that would identify as queer, like specifically as queer, not even as like gay or lesbian or bisexual is tends to be more attracted to like this literary mode. And you even see it in like queer social media, like Tumblr is very sort of rooted in like fandom and fantasy. It's also very queer. Um, TikTok has the same sort of vibe to it. and so I thought, I thought that was sort of that, you know, that's a, a great point. It is, it does seem to be like this expression that really is for these like poetic personalities. Um, I also think it's interesting that for all these like think pieces and like Reddit posts about how it's like a, you know, a queer thing. It's really, it's, that's not, it's not a queer thing. It's a, it's like a, almost like a theater kid thing. <laughs> if we're going to get down to it.
0: <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> Which there is some overlap there. And I guess you could also say that in In a different era and in a different cultural context, maybe um, there was an element of a sort of secrecy or a feeling of you know needing to maybe live in the quiet cl- in the closet or, or not even go as far as that, but just be a little bit quieter about one's identity, where posting some kind of, you know, proclamation of, of love or longing in the medium of a misconnection would attract something that would be hard to do otherwise, because, you know, people have to be more quiet about it. But I don't think that's really happening that much anymore. I, I think maybe there's also the possibility, because I hear this from a lot of gay men in the, you know, in the gay community, that so much of it is so much about sex and, and physicality and, the romantic aspect of someone who doesn't want to just hook up, who wants this, you know, soulmate kind of connection, would would need to find another avenue to seek that out.
1: Yeah. And they it they'd sort of they they wouldn't necessarily make sense it wouldn't make sense for them to be in maybe like more heterocoded dating spaces. Yeah. Um yeah that that makes sense. Maybe I was being too too hard of my analysis. Um and I think maybe it's just because like I didn't, I didn't find any good explanations. It just, it was just like a vibe that everyone picked up on. And I was like, yeah, I, I see it, but like, you know, well, what's, what's motivating that, that vibe. Um, but that's, that, those are, that's a really good point that, that you bring up. I mean, I don't,
0: that's generous of you. I don't know if it's a, good, a great point because I don't know how, you know, relevant those factors are. It's just kind of a guess, but I think what you're saying about the, the theater kid thing and just the, the writer, archetype, the artist, the creative is definitely drawn to this. I mean, and I see that in uh, like things we've talked about before and that we're going to talk about more on the show are obviously fandoms, all kinds of subreddits. And I didn't realize this so much until, because I I wasn't like a heavy, heavy user of, of Reddit, but the more I kind of got into it, I realized that so much of it was, um, these communities were people that were maybe aspiring writers or they, they just like to write fan fiction. There was a lot of role-playing going on a lot more than I I had thought. Like it's really built on that. You know, uh, an example I can think of is like, there was a subreddit are fairies <laughs> that I checked out a few years ago when I, uh, not a few couple of years ago when my daughter was, you know, very little cause she has a sort of a, a fairy like quality, like F. Ae fay, <laughs> and so just as kind of like a, a joke, I was looking on there, and there were people that were asking questions like, you know, uh, first time poster, like I really want to. I'm I'm a spiritualist or I'm a an occult practitioner, and I really want to work with the fay. And they'd ask these questions like in earnest, and you know, we would just kind of laugh about it because it was really silly and it was funny to kind of think about my daughter that way but people were writing about it like it was serious and I was always wondering like are these people serious are these people actually doing this maybe they're really working with fairies or maybe they're delusional or are they all like just aspiring fantasy writers I
1: mean I think it's you know I, so it's so funny you should bring that up because I was like and apologies to listeners I have someone's vacuuming in my home so <laughs> that's the sound um oh, but yeah. um i was like deep in those communities specifically uh people who thought that they were fairies um and oh, it's kind of it's kind of okay. a mix of both i think like the people i knew and these were adults this wasn't these weren't like yes these are yeah. like like the, the most like egregious sort of woman i knew who dabbled in this was i mean she was bumping up against 30 when i was friends with her and uh-huh. it was i mean it was kind of a little bit of everything it was one it was her real religious belief um two i think it was kind of fun because it created like these this artificial structure and rules and things to avoid or aspire yes. to like all sorts of things so it was kind of like a game but then three like she, this woman had had like a like horrific life um and it had only like in her like mid to late 20s like found some form of stability but she had found it through this kind of fantasy and it offered like it offered escape you know more than anything, more than uh-huh. anything else, and I think that's, um, you know, it's, it's. I think it's everything to a lot of people. It's a creative yeah. outlet, yeah. I and mean, you know, it's this. Right. I think so much of the internet is just text-based role playing, though. So, like,
0: yes, yes, and there are people that take it really. I mean, you know, obviously, I think with with the face stuff, I get that it's, you know, a little bit of everything, and it's it's fantasy and it's escape and it's identity. You know, that's partially felt as like maybe a, you know, an essential truth, but not really believed to a a delusional extent or who am I to call it delusional? Maybe there are fairies. I don't know, you know, Uh, but with some people they don't probably don't have the, the really the magical thinking that you would associate
1: with. Right. Like it's not psychosis. It's just like,
0: no, no, no,
1: it's, it's uh, it's like QAnon or something, you know, something that's like, it doesn't come naturally so to speak to like maybe a like more ordinary person but it it does do something for people who need it
0: yes and it's not necessarily like literally believed though sometimes it it is within varying degrees but that's you know that's the thing is is it is fantasy and role-playing in a, a space where the lines are a bit blurred where probably someone would know that when I meet most people you know in real life IRL I'm not going to speak in the same way or talk about some of these things. Cause that's not, you know, it's a different space, but like, for instance, lots of people, I, I think that, you know, lots of subreddits, like, uh, sometimes the, am I the asshole or the, our relationships, which we'll be talking about more and like our dead bedrooms. And a lot of these things, like all the, you know, the like slutty confessions are a lot of just like literatica and just kind of like fanfic in a way or, or fantasy. They're not, necessarily true but there are definitely people reading them like a lot of my incels for instance who read those and believe that they're true and have a an impression of the world that's altered because they're reading so many of these confessions and they think that like you know women actually prefer to have sex with dogs like (laughs) the dog pill that's a that's a thing and i think i don't know where you're reading this but if it's maybe some confession spot on Reddit, like maybe that's not true. Maybe that's like someone writing that to get off and and you know, get other people off and get up votes or whatever it is. You yeah, know? or like
1: not even to to get off or get other people off, but maybe it's like, you know, I feel like this is sort of like a recurring theme in a lot of my work, but also a lot of our conversations. Like it's sort of like an emotional truth, you know, like mm-hmm. um I I think I mentioned this in our catfishing episode that I had like met a young man who was basically a pathological liar, but it, but through these like pathological lies, right. I mean, they're they're just increasingly more absurd, but like he was revealing something important about his desires and how he was experiencing emotions. And it just, he didn't have the life experience or the opportunities to experience things that he felt like reflected his self image Uh or, you know, what, what emotions he was going through. It was just easier to express it through, I mean, b- basically, literature spoke—you know, spoken word—and and, I mean, yeah. it's like I, maybe an overly charitable way to describe a guy who was—you know—just lying <laughs> to my face. But yeah, okay, I, I mean, he, I, there's some heart in it, at least.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. He was creating a world for him and for you, and it was, it was. It sounds like it certainly wasn't intended to be harmful, right? Apart from just...
1: I mean, I think that's... And that's sort of the thing with all of these, like, different forms of, like, fantasy or role-playing or lying online. It's it's not intended to be manipulative or, like, Machiavellian. It's, like, it's just a different kind of expression that we, I, you know, I think for very fair reasons have coded as, like, you know, socially inappropriate. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right. And as we talked about, you know, in the other episode, the... The internet and all the communications that happen there with people that are are strangers otherwise, there is a different sort of code of, of acceptable conduct. But, but not always. That's not understood by everyone. And sometimes that misunderstanding can lead to some heartaches for people and feelings of betrayal. So... There there's a lot in the in the pieces I read about the misconnection, there was a lot kind of made about the the poetry of them and the, the self-expression that, that's romantic and that's sweet or funny, with very rare instances of of people actually getting together with them being based in truth.
1: Yeah. That was I, seemed like that doesn't happen much. I mean, the the how how you'd have to like stretch your imagination to believe that like the person would be like checking craigslist every day to see your misconnection right. post. i mean it's kind of it's kind of absurd it's like throwing a penny in a wish and well but you know what i think it's interesting is like i saw a lot of people bring up this idea that like you know misconnections kind of don't happen anymore or like they're more rare um because it like yeah dating apps change the landscape and also like social media makes it so much easier to track people down um, but that doesn't really seem true because I feel like I always see no. these like, tw- it's it's just, they're not on Craigslist. It's like their tweets or TikToks are like TikTok, Twitter, do your thing. I saw like the most handsome man I've ever seen in my life. And he was, you know, at O'Hare airport wearing combat boots or something. And, I, and then sometimes they do actually track that person down.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, it's something that will always happen, right? Like there's no... Because beyond the the romantic misconnection that that is, you know, the major focus of this, um, and of course it is because romance and longing and desire, romantic love are always the major focus of of everything, every medium, art, et cetera. Um, Besides those, there's just the idea of, like, you know, the fork in the road scenario and, like, the parallel universe that if something differently, if this moment played out differently, you know, if I did choose to say hi to that person, if we did end up, I don't know, sharing a cab together to kind of follow with the, the airport story or whatever, then how would things have played out? And I think that that's also uh, a space that these are playing with. Like there's, it's, it's a misconnection. It's a missed opportunity. Like something was presented to you and you didn't often, you didn't, you didn't, you know, seize upon it.
1: And I I, I think like, people don't even really want to seize upon it. They want to they want to fantasize about the different possible timelines, mm-hmm. you know, because it's oftentimes and, and you, you see this sort of if you look up the, you know, dozen misconnections where people actually met in person. Right. That exists sort of on the on the Internet. Like, you do meet the person, and actually, it's like kind of awful. Like, because you can't, you, yeah. you know, as much as we mm-hmm. want to believe and like love at first sight and that like these snap judgments like yield, like, oh, I just knew. You You kind of don't. Um, I, I remember, no. and I, th- I think I shared this article with you. Like, you know, one woman, she like talked to a guy at a bar for like three or four hours and she posted a misconnection. And he like miraculously, he did like find it and c- reach out to her. And it was the guy, but also he was like homeless and like, you know, like deep into like conspiracy theories and a total nut.
0: Yeah. Right. I like, they're a misconnection because they didn't play out, you know, because whatever happened that caused you to part ways or to not make the contact in the first place. I mean, there are so many instances where maybe somebody does have a similar night at a bar and does actually get the person's phone number or whatever, and they turn out to be, a homeless guy or a conspiracist or they turn out to go, you know, really well and have a great relationship or whatever the case may be, but it loses that, you know, that infinite potential once it's actually seen through. Yeah. And we're obsessed with the, uh, you know, just that, that possibility. Like people talk about, you know, like the sliding doors moment too. Like that's kind of a missed connections movie, even though it's not, about a I don't remember exactly what she just missed a subway in one and then made it in the other and life played out completely differently. I was also thinking about um about misconnections movie. I, like one of the pieces that you sent me said that Citizen Kane was a misconnection movie.
1: Yeah, I mean that's it yeah yeah I mean this is a huge <laughs> this is a huge like rom com trope you know the yes. misconnection that uh, bears fruit right it's like like that's a, that's so many meat cutes right
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah exactly and that's i mean yeah there's there's just a lot of romantic like four weddings and a funeral is kind of one of those i was thinking the little mermaid is the ultimate misconnection. yeah
1: yeah it is uh aladdin kind of yeah yep. I mean, a lot yeah absolutely <laughs> there's so many of them <laughs>
0: Have you ever had an experience like that where you saw someone or only only spoke to them briefly and felt like things could have gone like the, that? I never like thought thought romantically about someone that you only briefly.
1: Yeah. Oh of, god, I'm I'm poisoned yeah. for this. I, like, I I saw. Speaking <laughs> of airports, I saw a guy at the airport. I don't know, six years ago. Who was, I, mean, like, I'm in a happy relationship, and I'll still sort of like, what if I talk to him? you know, what if that was the love of my life? Right. I mean, not, I don't literally think that, but like, I I do, I am very like prone to these sort of like fantasies. Um, I haven't, I did have one relationship that wasn't like a missed connection per se, but it was like, I met someone in a public place and kind of just had this like snap judgment about them. And then um, we had exchanged like social media, but not phone numbers. And I waited a few days and then like reached out over social media and we dated for a little bit. But yeah, I'm like the, I'm absolutely like the queen of like I see someone once and I've like built out this whole life for for us and um, I've been lucky enough for that not to have uh, <laughs> caused many problems. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, I don't really. I,
0: I mean, I could say that I, I could build up a whole life and all these things have all these romantic ideas based on. Uh, something that's still very nascent or quite limited information, but, but not like the see someone once thing. Like that doesn't really, I I don't really relate to that too much. Like uh, meeting someone in a public place or, I mean, but, but I can, I can totally understand it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I, you know, it took me a while. I think for me, like, you know, not to get like too candid, but it's a form of like avoiding intimacy actually, because, I think like subconsciously I know, um, like with this guy I met in the park, right? The, you know, the guy who I later reached out to on, on social, like, you kind of know that like that you probably will be rejected. Or like because you just have so little to um there's just so little meat there, and so much of it is sort of your own assumptions that it's probably not yeah. going to be serious. Like even if you do go on a few dates, chances that it's like a, a as meaningful or pretty low and i and even with the misconnection where you're sort of just like telling yourself this story and like almost probably like don't even want to find the person you kind of just want to like linger in your memory of them that's a, it it's a way yeah. to avoid a, a, a real connection um and i i know i'm like i i used to say like i fall in love a thousand times a day and i mean i think that's just a product of like i don't i'm not actually falling in love i'm kind of just like fantasizing and it's safer to 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 dream than it is to invest in something real yeah yeah absolutely and I think that's that that's
0: kind of the long and short of of this as a a medium and for people that really get hung up on on a misconnection have to be avoiding intimacy and in so yeah way. I
1: think there's I, I i think a lot of mediated um You know, a lot of the types of romance that we'll be discussing here are not always, but kind of do function as ways for people to avoid intimacy. Like to go back to our catfishing episode, I think, you know, putting yourself in a situation where you are very intimate with someone verbally and psychologically and emotionally, but not physically. But then like locking yourself in this prison where you can never consummate it physically because you lied about who you are. Is like the ultimate expression of that, and the internet is such like a great playground for like kind of having your cake and eating it too.
0: Yes, and on Catfish, for instance, oftentimes you can tell that the people are doing that, and sometimes I get the feeling that the the hosts, Neve and whoever else it might be, kind of want to tell them that, like you know, you're maybe you should be a little bit a little bit more more cautious or thoughtful about really buying these kind of fantasies that other people are selling you so easily like to be a little bit more you know savvy about it and the people usually aren't aren't being savvy because they they want the fantasy and they don't want to have to take the chance of really being into yeah
1: absolutely um i it, in it, you know it, it, the intimacy cuz intimacy real intimacy means real rejection but if you reject it as a catfish or if no one responds to your misconnection. It's already baked into the, into the process. Like it's designed for you. It's designed to end. Um, And not, not in the same way that like relationships are designed to end. Right. It's, it's kind of, that's cynical, but I feel like it's, uh, it, it must come from a place of like a lot of pain or at least fear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and avoidance. So, okay. We, I don't know if you got through the the history when we started, because I know I cut you off a bunch of times. So I just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, no,
1: I think I think I did. There's there's not too much history there. Um, just that you know, this is a type of personal ad that comes up throughout history. Um, Craigslist gives it an, like the catchiest name, right? There's all these different names for it, right? Like one scene, right? Um, is you know, uh. Like I saw you on the metro, is sort of another one. Subway crushes, which becomes the name of a website. Um, but missed connection is like now how it's thought of, and then it it and yes. as missed still exists, um, but the most active use of it, you know, is now like hashtag missed on like TikTok or you know on Instagram. Yeah. I, or And, you know, I think we see these things all the time on Twitter too. I, I've definitely tweeted out like, like things like this, like, um, someone, someone like yelled at me out of a moving car in Palo Alto a few years ago. And I, I tweeted like, uh, you know, who, who were you? Like, and, uh, Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So like, and that one was connected to my, my Twitter handle. So it was not, you know, it wasn't the classic misconnection, but it was,
0: wasn't it, wasn't it someone that yelled some at you, like, that they recognized yeah. you? Uh, but that seemed... You said that that was uh, a deep uh, cut?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, it's, it's, and it's not, like, quite a misconnection, but it's, like, similar, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like even more sort of traditional expressions of that, like, you see on Twitter all the time. Like, if you were at, you know, such and such a bar on, on XYZ date, I was there. You know, hope you find this.
0: The current form of it apropos the topic of our misconnections always reinventing i think they probably always will currently it is tiktok and twitter and so on like that's so it's it's usually that hashtag misconnection yeah
1: it's hash- on, on tiktok for sure and then on twitter it's just people tweeting out hoping for the best
0: yeah out into the void into the abyss yes yeah,
1: should should we should we end it here yeah baby why do you all love